Before we get started on this week's episode of Let's Talk About Chef, I would like to say that if you want to write to the show for any reason, you can send everything to letstalkaboutchef at gmail.com, or you can follow and DM me on Instagram at Chef Brian Clark. This week on the show, we are celebrating Halloween with two terrifying and very real stories. So if you don't want to be scared or you have kids around, I highly suggest you skip this one. You have been warned. This episode of Let's Talk About Chef is being brought to you by Vincero Watches. I love watches, and I collect watches. I wear a different watch on my wrist every week while I'm out to dinner or cooking or working in my kitchen, but a few months ago I received a Vincero watch and I haven't been able to wear anything else since. I get compliments all the time on my watch, and it's held up to the heat and steam of the kitchen better than any other one I have ever worn. Vincero makes super high quality and amazingly crafted watches. They spent over 10 years designing and sourcing only the best materials for them, and at some point along the way decided to save us a lot of money by cutting out the middleman and selling their watches directly to you on their website. Right now, listeners of Let's Talk About Chef can get 20% off their entire first purchase by using the offer code CHEF, that's C-H-E-F, at checkout. If you want to get 20% off your purchase, head on over to VinceroWatches.com. And now into the show. The following stories are true accounts, and to everyone listening, happy Halloween. It's Halloween. It's a day to dress up and scare off the ghosts and spirits. A day for parties and trick-or-treating. A day that, as you get older, a cat costume means you wear cat ears and not very much else. Halloween is a time that we like to get afraid, that we watch scary movies, go to haunted houses, and generally try to lose some sleep. Ghost stories are scary. Haunted houses are scary. But what's truly terrifying is what the people who work the most dangerous job in North America have to endure that's truly frightening. These poor souls that have the worst job, more dangerous than being a policeman, a firefighter, a logger, or a high-rise construction worker, and they do it all to bring us food. They put up with the worst that humanity has to throw at them just so that we can eat and enjoy delivery. I'm talking about pizza delivery. We love pizza, and we eat a lot of it. North Americans generally eat up to 23 pounds of it per person per year. It's a $46 billion industry annually, but despite all of the modern technology like ordering from an app, GPS tracking where your pizza is, and even a computer controlling the speed in which the pizza is made, this industry that has become so technologically focused on bringing us the best possible pizza still relies on one thing. Somebody getting into a car and driving to a stranger's house and handing them a pizza in exchange for money. Out there in the wild, strange things can happen. Scary things can happen. Even downright frightening things can happen. And what better way to celebrate Halloween than by telling you some of the scariest and most terrifying things that have ever happened to those unsung heroes of the pizza industry, the drivers. The following stories are real, and they are being told in the first person. So put on a pair of headphones and enjoy the fact that this week on Let's Talk About Chef, it's a Halloween spectacular episode the most terrifying food deliveries. Happy Halloween.
You're 21 years old, working as a pizza delivery driver to try and save enough money to go to school. It's Friday night at John's Pizza, and it's just you and your manager working. It's going to be a really long night. The phone that was ringing off of the hook keeping you and your manager busy had been suspiciously quiet for about half an hour. Deliveries stop at 9.30, and you glance at the clock hoping that maybe, just maybe, you're going to get out of there at a reasonable time. Maybe you can meet up with your friends and not have... The manager is talking on the phone, taking an order, and your heart sinks hearing the name of the next town over, about a 20-minute drive there and back. Well, there goes my night, you think, taking the pizza box and zipping it up into your warmer bag and heading out the door into the chilly and cold November evening. It's raining slightly, and while you make the drive, the radio in your car is playing a fuzzy version of some Bruce Springsteen song you used to like, but have heard way too many times for it to really lift your spirits like it used to. You keep looking at the piece of paper in your hand, trying to figure out where the address is. Where is this place, you keep saying out loud, looking as you pass street after street, The glow from your GPS screen is showing that you are almost there, but the line on it seems to go off in a different direction than anything else. A road that seems to go right to the lake. You slow the car down and look at the open metal gates, realizing that it isn't a road at all. It's a driveway. And you turn and drive through the open black metal gates. You still have quite a ways to go according to the GPS. As you drive down the winding road with thick forests on either side of you, you start to get a weird feeling in the pit of your stomach. You almost want to go back, but there's no way you could turn the car around on the narrow winding road, so you have to keep driving, and driving, until the final bend, and there in front of you is the house right next to the lake, and it's huge. From inside your car, you see a massive lake house. Huge columns line the front porch. You can hear loud music playing, like there's a huge party going on inside, and you see that every single light in the house is on. Despite the look and sound that there is a massive party happening, you can't help but notice that there are only two cars parked in front of the house that don't seem to belong in front of such a nice house. They are both beat up and old, just like yours. You park the car and get out, grabbing the pizza box and you ring the doorbell and wait. A few seconds go by and you ring again. The music inside of the house is so loud that you wonder if the people inside can even hear the doorbell. You raise your hand and lift the door knocker, but before you can knock, the door whips open and standing in front of you are two of the most attractive and sexy women you have ever seen. One is blonde, wearing a swimsuit despite it being cold out, and the other is brunette, wearing an even skimpier swimsuit. They stand there staring at you and break into wide smiles, and you start to forget the nerves and frustration and fear that you had before and start to feel something else. Trying to play it cool, you say hello and hand them the pizza. The blonde reaches out her hand seductively and takes the box. The brunette hands you a $20 bill slowly, and you try to make small talk, try to flirt with them, 
and to your utter amazement, they both giggle and laugh at your bad jokes. You think to yourself, is this really happening? Is this going to be my dear penthouse letter submission? It finally happened to me. The blonde carrying the pizza turns and walks back into the house, and the brunette reaches out her hand and takes yours and says, why don't you come inside? You follow her into the house, she shuts the door behind you, and you're trying to not stare at her in her bikini. The blonde is already at the top of the stairs, smiling at you and saying to come up. The brunette, still holding your hand, leads you across the foyer into the stairs. You step onto the first stair, thinking that you are the luckiest guy in the world, that this is amazing. And then the loud music changes songs, and for a brief second, there's silence. And you hear it. The blonde's face changes from a grin to a look of horror, and the brunette drops your hand and whips around, glaring at you. You look at her, not sure what to do. You turn and run, slamming the door behind you. You run to the car and jump in. It's still running. The front door of the house whips open, and the brunette comes running out of it at you as you peel the car around and drive as fast as you can out to the driveway. You look back to see if she is still chasing you, and what you see scares you even more. There are people standing in the windows, silhouettes of people standing and staring as you drive away, and you floor it. You whip through the woods and out to the road. You drive away as fast as you can, taking main roads so that you can feel safe. Your heart is pounding, your hands are shaking. And you get back to your pizza shop and run inside, telling your manager what happened, who instantly calls the police, and as he hangs up the phone, he tells you that they are on their way to the house. An hour or so later, you were sitting at home at your kitchen table. The detective sitting across from you is telling you that when they got to the house about 20 minutes after they were called, there was no one there. No lights on, no screaming voices. That the house had been sold to a new family who were actually going to be moving in the next day. Well then how did I get the order, you ask? The detective looks concerned. I don't know, kid, he says standing up, but there was nobody there. We'll go back in the morning. As the detective walks to your front door, he turns around and thanks you for your time, but you can't hear him. You're holding your cell phone in your hand, staring at the text message that just came through. We know where you work. Stack. On a 
gathering storm comes a tall handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand Northern Canada is one of the most beautiful places in the world, especially in the fall when the millions of trees all begin to change color and the forests explode with reds and oranges as far as you can see. It's spectacular to look at during the day. At night, though, it's something different. Driving through the woods can be scary, for even those of us without an imagination of what can be lurking in the shadows and finding yourself on a long winding road by yourself at night can be frightening in its own right. You are working at a small pizza shop. It had been a quiet night. It was a Monday, usually the slowest day of the week. The pizza shop closes at 8.30 and even though you hadn't had an order for over an hour, the phone rang on the wall and it came in at 8.25. The owner of the store made you take the call and make the four pizzas that were ordered. Now you find yourself driving on a narrow gravel road about 20 minutes outside of town, driving deeper and deeper into the forest. Your headlights shine in front of you, scaring the random animals that dart in front of your car. A couple rabbits jump out in front, making you swerve and almost drive off the road. As you round a corner, you see it. A house in the middle of a clearing. The house is old probably over a hundred years old, and there are no lights on. The roof looks like it's going to cave in at any moment, and some of the windows on the second floor were broken. Your headlights keep shining onto the dilapidated building as you drive closer, showing you the peeling paint and crooked drain pipes. There's no way anyone lives here, you think to yourself, a chill running down your spine. The gravel road ends about 20 feet away from the house, and you stop the car looking up at the dark and empty building. Reaching for your cell phone, you call your manager. Super pizza time. Hey, it's me. I'm at the house, man. Like, there's no... This house is a wreck. There's no one here. Just go knock on the door and deliver the pizzas, man. No, but, but, but I'm telling you, it's like the roof is caving in. Like, this place is a ruin. There's no... I'm in the middle of nowhere. I don't know what to tell you, I'm just shutting up the shop right now. I would just knock on the door and deliver the pizza. You get out of the car and walk slowly across the gravel to the front porch. The front door is ancient and seems to be cracked in a couple places. The paint is peeling off so far it's falling onto the ground in a pile. You walk up the steps and stand there reaching for the bell, but when you press it, no noise comes from inside. Despite everything in your body telling you to get back in your car, you reach out and knock. The sounds echo through the house. You knock one more time. Satisfied that you've done your best to deliver the pizza, you turn around, but as you do, you notice something in the window. There's a pair of eyes staring at you through a crack in the curtain, and a filthy hand with long fingernails is holding the curtain open. You freeze, unable to move, staring back at the eyes who look at you unblinking and bloodshot. 
You scream and run to the car, jumping inside and putting it into gear, and you drive off as fast as your piece of shit will go on the gravel, but you start to lose control almost instantly. The car is wobbling and shaking uncontrollably. You round the first corner away from the house and drive back into the trees, but your car starts to squeal and drag. It feels like you're pulling something, and it finally fishtails on the loose gravel, driving off the road and into the ditch. You sit there terrified and jump out of the car. It's quiet. The sound of the woods have stopped. You use the flashlight on your phone to shine onto your tire to see what the problem is. Your tires have been slashed. There's no rubber left, only the rims. Your heart stops and you look at the back tires. Both of them have been slashed as well. It must have happened when you were knocking on the door. You jump back into the car and lock it, fumbling for your phone, calling 911. 911, what's your emergency? You tell them everything. And the woman on the phone says that she has cruisers on their way right now. She tells you to stay in the car with the doors locked and to stay on the phone. Your heart is beating faster and faster. You're only about 100 yards from the bend that leads directly to the house. You're only about 100 yards away from the eyes that were staring at you. As you look out in the dark, all you can see is trees. All you can see is nothing. You think that you see something moving in the dark, but you convince yourself it's just your mind playing tricks on you. You tell yourself that it's going to be okay. And then you glance into the rearview mirror. The eyes are staring at you through the back window. The impossibly thin woman is staring at you through the window. Her dress is in rags, and her face is in a wide grin. She's grinning at you like a demon, her eyes still unblinking. You scream and jump out of the car, running off into the woods, tree branches hitting you in the face and whipping your arms as you run and run. You can't tell if anything is following you and you don't care. You just keep running and running until you see a huge log that is laying on the ground and you flatten yourself and crawl underneath it. Lying there in the dark, holding your hands over your mouth, trying to keep the sounds of your panicked breath muffled. You can't hear anything. And in your fear of running away, you left your phone in the car. You are alone in the woods. You stay hidden for what seems like hours. And through the trees, you can hear sirens coming closer and closer. You build up the nerve, making a break for it, and you run towards the sound as fast as you can, screaming out for help. You can see red and blue lights flashing through the dark, and you burst through the trees, sobbing and screaming. The police officers were at your parked car, and they put you in the backseat of a cruiser, trying to calm you down. Four officers make their way to the house and search inside of it. All they found was a burner cell phone, a roll of duct tape, and several knives. I hope that you enjoyed this week's special Halloween episode of Let's Talk About Chef. The stories that you heard today actually happened, and I hope that we can all treat our pizza delivery drivers a little bit nicer this Halloween. They have to put up with a lot. I want to thank Vincero Watches for sponsoring this episode, and please remember to use the promo code CHEF to get 20% off your first purchase. This week's episode was written by me, Brian Clark, and produced by Timothy McDonald. If you want to write to us for any reason at all, you can send everything to let's talk about chef at gmail.com, or you can follow me personally at Chef Brian Clark on Instagram. We are back next Thursday with another back to normal episode of Let's Talk About Chef. And so until then, as always, I'm Brian Clark. Have a great service and have a great week. <laughs>
Domino's, if you can hack and hack you. I'd like to order a pizza. <laughs> Take a little walk to the edge of town and go across the track. Where the viaduct looms like a bird of doom as it ships and cracks. Where secrets lie in the border fires and the humming wires. Yeah, man, you know you're never coming back. Past the square, past the bridge, past the mills, past the stacks. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Hey. 